There's no doubt that small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. At Scotiabank, we know how important thriving businesses are for the strength of our economy. Our team of experienced advisors across the country can provide you with tailored advice, leading products, and valuable resources to help achieve all your financial goals. We're here for every future. Let's get started today. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash smallbusiness. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday at 10 a.m. ET to hear new stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Brianna Blaney and Arya Han of Pocketed. Brianna Blaney believes money is a major barrier to innovation and entrepreneurship, especially for women in equity-seeking groups. As an experienced founder, she's lived this pain. She co-founded Pocketed to level the playing field, helping Canadian business access billions in government money, including grants, tax credits, and other business incentives. To date, more than 6,000 companies have used Pocketed to apply for over $80 million in government funding. Together with her team, Brianna is on a mission to eliminate barriers for business, Brianna has been recognized as an emerging leader by The Peak and 30 Under 30 by BC Business. Arya Han is passionate about data. She believes that combined with intelligence, statistical, and computational technologies, data hold the answer to many burgeoning questions facing multiple industries today. Arya has built technology to solve technical challenges for multiple industries. She's now helping to scale technology for Pocketed which is focused on democratizing access to over $5.9 billion annually. Since 21, Pocket has been named a 2021 Emerging Rocket by ICT, featured in the Globe and Mail, interviewed by CBC Radio, and recognized as a fast-growing BC business by the peak. Brianna and Aria, welcome to the show. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. We're delighted to have you both. Where are we catching each of you today? Where, where are you hanging out today? I'm in Langley, British Columbia. And I'm in Coldstream, British Columbia. Okay, now to help our listeners, I'm going to ask that in the first couple of questions, when I ask a question, whoever decides to speak first, and it is a race, um, if you could just say, <laughs> this is Brianna, or this is Aria, so we get to know your voices, and then after you know 10 minutes, we can stop doing that thing. But that, that, that'll just help people. Um, and, Okay, that sounds good. This is Aria, and I'm just saying, Rick, 
you're tapping into our competitive nature, Sarah. <laughs> so, you know, you've, you, exactly, exactly. You've started, you've started something that, yes, now you should be worried. You've unleashed the beast. All right. This, this could just win the podcast of the year award. So I'm really excited about that. The way we usually start our Startup Canada podcast is by asking each of our guests for the top piece of advice that you hope that our entrepreneurial listeners will take away from today's conversation. Brianna, why don't you start? Yeah, absolutely. So Brianna speaking, my top piece of advice I want listeners to get out of today is that there is money available from the government to help you build your business. Doesn't matter if you're building a side hustle, a startup, or a small business, there is money out there to help you grow and Pocketed can help you access it. Very cool. Aria. Yeah, we. it's also hard. It's hard to find it. It's hard to figure out the, you know, all of the websites, their government websites, there's a lot of circular links in there, a lot of info that's really gold that's, you know, in some random PDF. And so Pocketed is totally free to use. And it is, you know, in our very biased opinion, the best way to actually find those programs. So make a free account and take a look. We really want people to understand there is money for them and you can access it and we can help you simplify it and get through that entire mess that it, it currently is. Okay. Here's the thing. As I understand it, you're giving this uh, information away free. So how how does Pocketed make money? <laughs> Brianna speaking. Yes, Pocketed is totally free to use. That was a really intentional decision that we made mm-hmm. early on, Aria, and I actually battled on that pretty hard in our early days as to whether it should be free or not and ultimately made the decision that absolutely it should be. And the reason for that being that a our mission and our vision is to eliminate barriers for entrepreneurs. And in order to do that meaningfully, we need to make sure that Pocketed is accessible to all entrepreneurs. So the free version of Pocketed will match you with programs that you're eligible for, give you some tips and tricks to be more successful in your applications. But if you want to take your search and supercharge it and increase your success rate on grant funding, you can upgrade to Pocketed Plus, which is the premium version of the platform. That buys you access to automation and intelligence and all sorts of other functionality that will really supercharge your grant funding journey, your government funding journey. And that is a big part of how we monetize. In addition to that, you don't want to do it yourself. Well, we have a whole vendor of specialists that will do it for you. And as you can imagine, we monetize that marketplace through transaction fees. Fantastic. Arya, maybe I could ask you to start talking about uh, the beginning of the story and how Pocketed came to be. Yeah, absolutely. This is Aria speaking. Um, Brianna and I met through, Brianna and I met, she knows what I'm going to say. That's why she's laughing. Brianna and I met through an accelerator actually at the University of British Columbia's at UBC Hatch. And we were both building different businesses. So the first day everyone gets up and they, you know, give their 30 second elevator pitch on what they're building. And Brianna gets up and she gives us 30 seconds on this HR tech that she's building. And I distinctly remember thinking, like, I'm never going to talk to that woman. Like, that sounds so boring. Um, and, and so it's just like, you know, zero interest. I turned it off. And then throughout the programming at, at UBC, Brianna was really funny. And so I wanted to sit close to her because it was just making the experience better. And so I kept like trying to sit close to her and like, you know, design it so that she would have to sit with me if I got there earlier. And so then we started to become friends and talk more. And the first time we actually worked together, Brianna hired me to build an AI model for her. And that went really well. And then I like to say she proposed to me and she said, you know, Aria, will you build this with me? 
And by that point, you know, I realized that actually I have so much to learn from her and she's incredibly talented and smart and has a skill set that is absolutely complementary to my own. And so it was a natural, it was a natural yes. And then from there we started building. <laughs> actually, our, our first business that we built, and maybe Brianna, you want to chime in here a little bit, but it was in the HR tech space. It was going well. We had pilots. We had it in... <laughs> We had it in businesses. We, it was just, it was working. And then COVID hit and it the, the tech was designed for retailers and high turnover jobs. And it, it just, Oops. it just was the, exactly right. Like it was all of the industries. Yeah. Restaurants, retailers. Yeah. yeah. So Brianna speaking, you can imagine how COVID hit that business one by one by one. Our customers went from having 42 locations to six to bankruptcy protection. It was it was a bloodbath. And it was really clear to us that the timing wasn't right to build that business. So in the postmortem that you go through when you make the decision to stop building a business, which many people do, we were on my couch. We were together eating pizza, <laughs> drinking wine, talking about what went well and where did we struggle. And it's interesting because government funding was kind of in both barrels. It was something that had helped us to build our business, but holy smokes, it was freaking painful. So we started talking to hundreds of entrepreneurs to understand if they were using grants. And the answer was almost always no. Over and over, we heard the same things. Hard to find the right program, painful to apply. So we also know that there's $5.9 billion in Canada alone available to small businesses and startups in government funding. When you compare that with less than 2% or 3% rather of venture funding going to women, you all of a sudden start seeing government funding as a really attractive source to be able to get the capital you need to start and build your business. So we saw a massive opportunity to eliminate pain for people. And that was ultimately what led us to build Pocketed as a tool to help you unlock access to government funding. So help me understand the aha moment. You, 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 you did access government funding. Um, you had a startup that was struggling. You've got a glass of wine in each hand. I mean, one in per person, I hope. And <laughs> you hope, you hope, Rick. At that point, we might yeah, have been done yeah. It would have been entirely reasonable. Yeah. So, so, so when did you suddenly realize, wait a minute, this experience we went through is actually an opportunity? Well, you know, this is where, this is Aria speaking, this is where, you know, Brianna is just a fantastic entrepreneur and, and thinks like this. And so she said, you know, well, what do you think about grants? Like, maybe there's something around there. And I was like, I don't know, you know, and, and like, I'm forever the skeptic. All of our conversations are Brianna throwing ideas at me and me being like, I don't, I don't think that's possible. Like, I no, I don't know. And then she gets so frustrated. Well, you're the data girl. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Like, and like, I, I come out of academia. Yeah. What do you mean you can't do Yeah. I'm like, that tech does not exist in the world, you know? And, and, uh, I, and I'm just, I think more skeptical than Brianna, um, in a lot of ways, which is a, a great thing for both of us actually. But, you know, Brianna had this idea and I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. Like, I'm not going to shut it down. I, I try, uh, sometimes not to. And so she said, you know, well, let's just talk to a hundred entrepreneurs. That that's Brianna's like, just to put Brianna to perspective for everybody. That's like the equivalent for Brianna of like, well, let's just like send an email, you know? She's like, let's just a hundred entrepreneurs. If we talk to a hundred entrepreneurs, Aria, like super easy, then then we'll know. So I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I have zero hour. ability to say no to her. Yeah. So so we end up 
we end up, this was like when you were allowed to, don't worry. There was like a brief period when you were allowed to meet people at restaurants. So we meet these, we meet two of our friends at a restaurant. They're both CEOs. They run great companies. They're founders, longtime founders. And so we meet them there under the false guise of a social event. And, you know, the second they're there and kind of settled in, we're like, so we have some customer discovery questions for you. And they just start rolling their eyes. And so we start asking them about about grants. You know, are you using them? Why are you not using them? Blah, blah, blah. One of our good friends, poor guy, because we tell this all the time, and he's actually a nice man, and this story makes him sound like less cool than he is. But he like gets all up on his high his name his, his name is Udi Down. <laughs> He'd be happy for us to tell you. Um, and and uh, so he gets all up on his high horse with us and he's just like, my time is worth, you know, as a CEO, you have to consider that your time is worth $10,000 an hour and grants just can't, can't get you there, you know? And so we're like, we bet you everything on the table. We can get you more than $10,000 in an hour from our phones. And we did, you know, we got them $21,000 in I think it was like 42 minutes. So it was really possible. Wow. And he was a convert. And, and, you know, he is a skeptic and a founder at heart. And that got him excited and that got me excited. And then we started to take it really seriously. Wow. CEO's time is worth $10,000 an hour. He, he, <laughs> in a startup, maybe not always. Well, I, yeah, usually goes up, right? But I think his point, this is Aria, is... Um, that you should consider as a CEO that your time is worth a lot of money. And I actually think that's very true of founders and it helps founders get themselves out of the weeds and able to delegate tasks that should be delegated and really focus on those high value, high return tasks. Because as a founder, you care so much and Brianna falls into this trap all the time. Uh, sorry, Brianna. Um, <laughs> where, true. where I'm like, you should not be spending your time doing this. You know, like it is, you need to be doing these, uh, you know, I don't know, bigger vision, strategic tasks and, and kind of leave these other tasks for, for others to complete. And I, so I actually think it's a good mental model does not mean you're making $10,000 an hour to be very clear. It means you're prioritizing your time as if you are. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Pocketed. What sort of a, what what state is the company at now? Do you have employees? Do you have a track record? How many grants and uh, and other money sources are, are on the system? How busy are you? Tell me what makes everything so cool. Yeah, so we have had a super fast growth journey. It's been really exciting. We've got an incredible team of people. It's how we're able to do this. An unbelievable team uh, that works so hard and are passionately committed to our vision of eliminating barriers for entrepreneurs. We have over 7,000 users on the platform today, all across Canada and some into the US as well. In 2021 alone, our users applied to over $80 million in government funding. So we have massive traction already underway and are super excited about what's coming in the months ahead to help our users increase their success rate in their application processes. You mentioned $80 million has been applied for. Do you have any idea how much of that has actually been awarded? It's really hard to track exact success rate because of the self-serve component and nature of the platform. So we know through our managed solution where we have success, we have helped our users secure over $15 million directly. But with the self-serve component, we don't require our users to report back on that. So it's hard for me to give you an exact number. And how many how many employees do you have? We have a team of 16. Really? Yes. 
60 brilliant, um, amazing people. Aria and and I have always said that it's our goal to be the dumbest people in the room. And as she says, we've nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) We've We've achieved achieved our goal. Yes. I can usually accomplish that just by walking into the room, but <laughs> but I'm I'm glad you guys are proud of that. Um, what 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 does your database consist of? I presume it's federal programs. Is it provincial programs? Is it is it all government, or is there any sort of other? institutional program uh, programs involved? Yeah, this is Aria. Uh, it's everything provincial, federal, uh, private, uh, ind- industrial, sometimes different um, commercial groups will have uh, grants as well. So it's really anything. Our database right now is very focused on small businesses. And um, so there's thousands of programs in there, billions of dollars. We do you can be a nonprofit and jump on there and there are more and more nonprofit grants being added you know every week but so far the database really is focused on small to medium-sized businesses it doesn't matter what you are like Brianna said at the beginning it, you could be a food truck you can have an Etsy store it doesn't matter there is money on the website for you wow and is it a race I mean if all the food trucks suddenly apply will there be any money left for the Etsy retailers <laughs> So, it, <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> now I'm picturing. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, it's food trucks versus Etsy artists. Um, I don't think it's, it's quite that bad. It depends. You know, they, they're cyclical. Some of the grants are first come, first serve. Some of them are uh, competitive. It really depends. What we say is that just know what your needs are. So the grants come up often as well, especially things like hiring grants, wage subsidies. They're coming up three, four times a year. So if you miss one, you know, you'll hit the next one in a couple of months. And what we tell people is really think ahead. What are you going to need in September? Uh, what are you going to need in January? What are you going to need next quarter? And if you know that, you're going to hit the dates and you're going to get the funding. Yeah. Do you have a favorite customer success story? Oh, we do. We have we have so many amazing users. And what's really cool is some of our investors become users, some of our partners become users, and then we have users that are just straight up users. Especially cool when you see users on there that are also products that you absolutely love. So an example of that is a company called Nolacare, led by an unbelievable founder, Ada. She used Pocketed to access over $112,000 in government funding, which for her was intended to fuel hiring. So it was incredibly powerful and impactful funding for her as she grew her business. And that's a success story that we love. Her product is woman, it's a natural deodorant. So it's an incredible product. Highly recommend for anyone out there looking for one. And great to see her success on Pocketed. And that makes me wonder, does someone come along and just use Pocketed once? Or do they get hooked on it? Can they keep applying for things? Can 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 this party go go on and on? Oh, oh yeah. the funding party is is forever, Rick. The funding party is forever. Once you've been brought into the fold, it's hard to let it go. So yes, absolutely. Government funding exists for every stage of your business from literally the idea stage all the way through to when you're a multi-million dollar company. And what's cool about government funding is it's almost like gaming. So I'm not a gamer myself, but I think it's a pretty helpful analogy. As you progress in a game, you unlock different levels and that poses different challenges, but also much bigger returns. The same is true in government funding. The longer you've been in business, the more people you hire, 
the more money you're making. And frankly, the more money you're spending, the more programs you can access. And the bigger, the bigger you get, the bigger the programs get, where it's not just a $25,000 hiring grant, it's a million dollar digital supercluster grant. So it does absolutely support you through every stage of your growth. It is not a one hit wonder. I've heard for years, and my experience in this goes back pre-internet, you know, just how hard it is to find out what programs are out there. And as you said earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, it's then just a pain even to to apply. Um, How does your platform make all this easier? A couple of ways. Yeah, this is an ARIA question. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, let me tell you. Um, so what? one of the things that we really try to do with the platform is help people understand it doesn't fund your business. So one of the biggest problems or I think mistakes people make in looking for funding is they're typing in, you know, marketing funding for food trucks. There is no grant on this planet that is called marketing funding for food trucks. There's no grant that's for food trucks. There's no grant that's for marketing, probably. And so instead, you have to think of it on a project basis. And so that's one of the things when you come into the platform is that you'll see, I want to what? Do you want to do marketing? Like, great, click here. We're going to show you the grants that you're eligible for that can support a marketing project. So it's really project-based thinking. And that was one of the things that we improved in this recent release of, of Pocketed, where we really just make that more obvious to the user. And so you come in and you say, oh, my project is like this. And then we show you what you can apply for. And we already know you're a food truck. So all of these things line up. So it's really, really project-based. So we make that easier. So you don't have to go hunting for the programs. They're all in one spot. We keep it really up to date. Um, We have a big database that, you know, it pulls from and it shows you exactly when the close date is, when it opens, uh, historical opening date. So, we can't guarantee when a government body will open the grant, but we can tell you, well, in past years, you know, they typically open in January or they typically open in November. So those type, that type of information can be really useful. Then we also actually can recommend on the page how you apply. And so for some of them, we're like, well, just use the Pocketed Plus tool and it'll make it really easy for you. It takes it down from an average of two hours to 20 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever it may be, and just do it. And then there are other ones where we're like, you know what? This one's hard and painful. You should just use a service for it. It's way easier. It'll make your life better and you get the money. Well, a lot of these things are risk-free, so it depends on it depends on the type of grant, but some of them are, are risk-free. You only pay if you get the money, and some of the bigger, juicier ones that do take expertise and a lot of upfront hours from a professional writer, um, you do pay those uh, hourly or, or a flat fee. So it really depends on the size of the grant and the type of the grant, but there are some that we just say, like, you shouldn't be hiring someone to do this for you. Like, you could do this in 20 minutes, or your intern could do this in 20 minutes. Fund an intern with this grant and then get them to spend the next 40 hours a week applying for all these grants. So, you know, it can be that easy. <laughs> that's that's an amazing model. I love it. This, this is probably another ARIA question. So I'll... Ask Brianna to answer Good. it. Yeah. Ooh, love it. <laughs> How do you build um, a database like this so quickly? Is this just, uh, 
you just <laughs> tap into some existing source. And you have to pull it all together. That would be the dream. <laughs> tap into the well. No. Oh. So, Rick, what I can tell you is that we literally had ourselves and employees in tears in the first early days of building this database. It was horrible. I remember all of us being in there because it was human in the loop. I remember all of us being in there building the database for our initial alpha launch back in February, 2021. And oh my God, but we did it. We did it and it worked. And what's wonderful is that Aria being the magician that she is, you will literally never meet anybody quite like Aria. She's exceptional, but she worked so hard with our team to develop a suite of tools and technology that now maintains and builds our database in a more automated way. So it is Without getting too technical, it is everything from scraping tools, RSS feeds. It is human in the loop, absolutely. There is so much that happens to literally identify when there's program changes. Every single day, our database will update based on changes to a program. Because if you've ever used grant funding, you know that sometimes the rules change midway through the program. Well, Pocketed's database catches that. And that's because of the suite of tools that Aria has built and that our team uses to maintain the database to be as good as it can possibly be for our users. Toba government tomorrow sets up a new program for um, women internet entrepreneurs. How do you get that information on your platform? How, how, do, how do you find out that it exists? So specific. And then does someone type stuff in or what? How does that work? So specific. Right? Manage up a government better, better yeah, be creating and launching. Exactly. Right? That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so we, so we have, yeah. So part of our tool suite is it, crawling the internet to look for opportunities like this. Um, you, no tech is ever a hundred percent. Uh, accurate or complete. Uh, there's always ways to improve it, but we're pretty good at this point. So we'd be very, very unlikely to miss something like that. And so we would find out about it. We would suck it into our database. And then um, what happens is if you are eligible to apply for that grant, it'll start appearing in your matches and on your platform. And if you're a Pocketed Plus user, you'll even get an email that says, you know, oh, new matches were found for you today. And uh, you can log into the platform and look at what those are. So it 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 really we really try to take the guesswork so that people aren't you know trying to do all the Google searches all the time. So it should catch it. Basically, we have tech in place. It's a big net. Any fish should be caught in it. <laughs> so there are Disney Channel people and Disney Plus people. There are Amazon shoppers and Amazon Prime shoppers. So. Tell me, tell me what makes a, a a pocketed user different from a pocketed plus user, and you know what's the value proposition for them? Yeah, so a pocketed user is somebody that uses the platform totally for free. They come, they create their account, they browse their matches, they want to do the work themselves. They don't want access to tools. They really just want to find the information and then go somewhere else to fill in their application. Those folks are welcome to pocketed. We encourage them to be here. We still give them information, resources, et cetera. The folks that want to upgrade to Pocketed Plus are the people that take their grant funding journey incredibly seriously, that are willing to invest in getting better outcomes. They don't just want to apply, they want to win. Those are the people that upgrade to Pocketed Plus. What they access as part of Pocketed Plus is access to intelligence about the grant, the words you should use, suggested responses. How good is your response to that grant? They access the ability to do their applications much more quickly using our automation technology as well as a whole suite of training 
that other people don't get access to. So if you want to win with grant funding, you upgrade to Pocket Plus. I got to tell you, I collect really good marketing slogans from companies and entrepreneurs. And I love that, that the Pocket is for people who want to apply. Pocket Plus is for the ones who want to win. I love that. Keep saying that. <laughs> Rick, I was just texting Brianna. I was like, that's the best I've ever heard you say that. <laughs> Write that down. So yeah, we I like it too. We, we love you whether you use the free version of the paid. We love you and we are here to help you either way. And you can access service providers either way, but definitely people that want to win, upgrade. Right. And you mentioned that an, another of your revenue sources is having partners or something. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Totally. We're super fortunate. We have two different types of partners. One side, we work with accelerators, incubators, boards of trade, chambers of commerce all across North America. And we partner with them to deliver content and information and access to Pocketed to their own venture portfolios. So that's been a massive source for us of user acquisition and growth. We work with those folks in that way. We also have vendors. So many of the big organizations that you would think of that offer grant writing services or shred consulting, those folks work with us. Uh, as well. And we are a lead generation source for them. So what's really interesting is we used to get asked all the time, well, don't you compete with service providers? The answer is not really because they're vendors in our marketplace. They do something we don't do and we do something they don't do. And we have the ability to funnel a massive volume of leads to them. So we work with those folks when our users want help submitting a grant we will make introductions to the right grant writers who will actually work with the company at their stage, at their size, and for that grant. And that service provider will help them submit their application. And we receive a transaction fee for that. Very cool. Um, granted that you may have a, a, a conflict of interest in this, but does a professional grant writer make a big difference? A professional grant writer makes a huge difference on really complicated grants. Absolutely. There are some grants that you will spend 50 hours of your time doing. So to engage a grant writer who can do it, has that inside knowledge, is absolutely going to be worth it. Where Pocketed Plus is going to add value to you is in grants that we would argue you should be doing on your own. That if you just have the information, the tips and tricks, the insights, and the tools to do it, you could do yourself much more quickly where your return on investment does not make sense to outsource it to a grant writer. And in general, when an entrepreneur first engages with the pocketed platform, what do they need to do to prepare? What do they have to know? What data do they have to have at their side in order to have a really good experience and start being a player? We make it really easy. So when you create your account, it'll take you about five minutes. You put in basic information about your business. I would say the ones that trip people up the most are what was your incorporation date? The reason that matters is that some of the grants require you to have been incorporated for at least two years in order to be eligible. The other one that trips people up is often what's your business number because they simply don't have it on hand and they have to look it up. So if they're doing it from their phone, that can cause a bit of friction. Other than that, it's incredibly basic information that you will have in your head about your business. We make it easy. Very cool. We've been waiting for you for a long time. Who are your competitors? There's not a lot of players in the automation space. Again, people look at service providers as a competitor to, as a competitor for us. We don't. There's the government of Canada has an app where you can just go and browse a directory of the federal program. So that's an option for folks. But otherwise, there is no tool 
in existence that does what we do around intelligence and automation to increase your success rate with applications. Very cool. One of the things I love about Pocketed is that on the website, you've included the names uh, 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 of the grants that allowed you to hire the people on your team. Um, Can you tell (laughs) us some of the specific uh, grants or programs that you were able to tap into in order to grow your team? Yeah, we're fortunate. We've used over $750,000 in government funding to build Pocketed to date. And most of that has been in hiring related grants. So it's been a massive part of our own journey and allowed us to get to a really solid place of product market fit before we raised venture funding last summer. So with that, the grants that we love the most for students are any student work placement program funding or SWPP funding. It's an amazing way to fund students. What we love about it is that you can fund the same student for multiple work terms as long as they remain a student. That's an incredible way to keep working with talented people and retain that knowledge in your business. Some of our people that are now full-time employees started working with us as summer interns on SWPP funding. For anyone that's already a graduate, we like what's called Digital Skills for Youth funding or DS4Y funding. That will fund, in some cases, 100% of salary to a max of $25,000, depending on the program. It can be more, it can be less. So as you can imagine, when you're in early stage business building, that is incredibly meaningful to help you actually get the skills that you need onto your team. The one caveat, Rick, that we'll say about hiring funding is, yes, it's amazing, it's powerful, but you have to have cash to be able to use it. So what I mean by that is hiring funding is an example where you have to spend the money first, submit your receipts essentially to the government in the reporting process, and then they reimburse you. So that can be a massive barrier for businesses in actually using this important funding is having enough cash to use it. So don't worry if you're in that position, we can connect you with lenders that do specific grant-based financing where the grant essentially becomes your receivable. So we can also connect you with those folks. So don't let that be a barrier if you're a business looking to hire with uh, some cash flow constraints. I don't know if you know the answer to this question. Um, I'm thinking that a lot of programs, government programs end up expiring or the fiscal year goes by without them investing or spending all the money they had in the budget. So do you see yourselves as, as making an impact here and actually making sure that the more money gets out to the people who deserve it? Yeah, absolutely. This is Aria. Um, so we know that about 25% of any funding program's budget goes to marketing. And we're helping, we can help them reach the right people. So we can help them say, who do you want to fund with this program? Let's get this grant in front of those people. So yeah, we'd like to eliminate that so that no money is left on the table. Because that's one of the things that that uh, investors have said to us. They're like, well, if you're really successful, you know, not all of your users can get all of the money because there's only, there's only uh, you know, $6 billion of funding. And once you tap that out, like there's, you know, you can't do more for your users. And every single time I'm like, that would be a really fantastic problem. Like, you know, we're, we're pretty far away from that still, but like good thinking, um, there's more to come. We can, you know, we have other ideas, uh, but I, you know, it's like a funny thing. It's like, well, what if you tap out on the $6 billion? And I'm like, yeah, what if you're so successful? And it was like, well, then we're six billion, you know, we've tapped into six what billion dollars. You're, so you're good also at your job. winning. Well, so that's that's my point to investors all the time. But it is, you know, that that would be the goal. That's the ultimate sign of success is that there's no money left on the table. 
And just getting back to the business side, you mentioned a capital raise. Can you tell me anything about it? Yeah, absolutely. We were super fortunate to welcome an amazing group of investors, angels, and seed funds to Pocketed in summer 2021. Uh, we raised just over a million dollars. It was an oversubscribed round, and that's been critical to help us accelerate our growth and continue reaching more businesses across Canada to help them get the money they need to grow. And is that it? Or do you think you can find any reasons to raise any more money going forward? Yeah, so we are looking at doing another capital raise. The purpose of that will be to accelerate our growth even faster all across Canada and do a pilot into the US. So we are looking at another capital raise and that could be coming up at some point in 2022. Speaking of the US, is there anything that would prevent you from you know, coming in and disrupting that space the way you have in Canada? No. And in fact, we're already doing work in the US in a very small way. We have users in the States already. One of our partners pulled us into that market really quickly. Ari and team built a database of over a billion dollars in US government funding programs in seven days. So that is already well underway. Seven days. Rick, we're good. So it's <laughs> seven days. It so took the a team, week. The, the team is the team is bumping and things are moving in the US <laughs> as well. Amazing. It's not our it's not a huge focus for us right now. We are very focused on Canada, but we will do a pilot into the US to really prove out that market. It's quite different from Canada, so there's going to be some inevitable learning curves that go along with that and we want to make sure we don't fall into the trap that many companies do when they look to expand cross borders. So, uh, we're doing that very thoughtfully. Right. What, what does thoughtfully mean? What does that look like? Oh, it means a much more segmented approach. In Canada, we had a home court advantage. We could go after the entire country at once. In the States, it's very different. So we looked at what is going to be the best state for us to expand into. And we wanted to find the optimal intersection of funding programs that would be our sweet spot, customer segment. Okay, let me guess. Um, Vermont? Oh, nope. That wasn't even actually on the shortlist. <laughs> Not even on the shortlist. So. <laughs> but what I can tell you, Rick, is the top five states have over $50 billion in government funding just in the top five states. They're almost 10x Canada in five states alone. So the state that we chose is Florida. The programs that we have identified as our beachhead is in the hiring space. It's super powerful. And they have a massive uh, demographic of small businesses that are eligible for this funding. So that's where we are focusing for our pilot. Fantastic. That, that, it sounds like you're doing it really thoughtfully and carefully. And uh, that is so smart. I, I admire that. Move slow to move fast sometimes, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you another question as we sort of start heading on out of here. Um, how do you make a good business partnership work? Because I have the feeling you guys have probably worked through some issues. Of course, of course. I don't think there's any healthy relationship where that's not true. Um, Brianna and I talk a lot. Like if I'm on my phone, there's like a 99% mm -hmm. chance it's Brianna. Uh, everyone else I prefer to text. Um, so because Brianna loves the phone. So, uh, so we talk all the time and we also have a genuinely deep respect for one another. And again, I think that's just a fundamental mm -hmm. piece of any healthy relationship. So even when we disagree, uh, which is, you know, not, not, not rare. Um, we, I, you know, we're very confident that we're going to work through it. We're going to discuss it. And, and that ultimately, if not in the moment, it you know, in the following days that 
I know that she's going to really think about the things that I said and come back. And, and one of the things I'll give Brianna a ton of credit for is like, in addition to deep integrity, she is always, always willing to admit if she made a mistake or if she was wrong and come to the team and say that. And, you know, we always say lead from the front and she really does that. And I think that helps the team do that. Uh, It helps me do that. So she, you know, she's really exemplifying a lot of those skills you need to have healthy, functioning, intense relationships. Yeah, I'll I'll add on to that. Building a business is like, it's hard. It's hard all the time. Anytime you think you got it right, then the next set of challenges comes your way. And what I can say with confidence is there is nobody on this planet I would rather be in the trenches with than Aria. Nobody. She operates with so much enthusiasm, integrity, thoughtfulness. She is without question the smartest person I've ever met in my life. You will literally never meet anybody like her. She is wildly intelligent. She knows something about everything. She is also like sassy as hell, which is so much fun to build with somebody like Aria. And she takes complex problems and she's able to make them seem less overwhelming. So I'll come to her and I'll be overwhelmed about something. And she's able to break it down into something that feels attainable in like a matter of seconds. She has an unbelievable gift with that. So you make it work. I think Aria's point about having that deep respect is is a critical starting point. And then you do, you work at it every day. And no, we don't always agree, but we discuss and we ultimately come to consensus always. We, I think, have never gotten to a place where one of us made a decision, the other one didn't agree with, and we had to move forward with that. We very much share that leadership role. Um, And I think that drives the team forward in a very consistent North Star where they're not being pulled in two different directions. Wow. What what happened the last time you guys disagreed on something? We try to take it offline. So, you know, one of one of the fantastic women in our leadership team recently said to me, I love it. Mom and dad always get along. Mom and dad are always on the same page. And I'm like, which one's the dad, first of all? You know, well, like, maybe it's it, mom and mom. Um, 2022. Yeah, it's mom and mom, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, I have to talk to her about Perfect. that. Um, <laughs> just kidding. May I offer you some feedback? <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah, I offer you some feedback. It's mom and mom. Um, and so, you know, we really try, Brianna and I, even in group calls and uh, basically anytime we have our own channels of communication privately. And it's really helpful for us to say like, Hey, I think this is something that we want to table for later so that anytime we're disagreeing that that happens between us. And then anything that the team sees that out, out, you know, anything outside of the two of us is a really unified message. And I think that's really important. And so that is, that's how we handle it is it's like, okay, we're just going to table this now. We're going to deal with it. And then we're going to come back with an answer. And so that no one has to get, you know, dragged in uh, to, you know, our, our very candid discussions about it. Something else that I really appreciate about Aria, Rick, is if I'm overwhelmed or one of us is overwhelmed, we'll see that. And it's, it's great having two people that like Aria, is, we both built businesses separately and together. So we've both done this this work. We've both done these challenges. And Aria will say, let me own that. Let me run with that. If it's something that I've beat my head against a wall on for days, which happens and she'll own it. And that's part of what makes this great is that we go back and forth on workload as required as well. So that nobody 
burns out because it's so easy to burn out when you're building at the pace that we're building. Right. Exactly. This has been a tremendous interview. Thank you so much. A great conversation. And I love your energy and I love the very, you know, um, thoughtful and deliberate and disciplined way you've been growing this company. And I can't wait to see what happens next. The last question. Yeah, last. You. <laughs> right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just fast forward and, and, and see how it turns out. Yeah. Um, last question. If each of you could give us your favorite tip for growing a business that, uh, that our listeners could uh, think about and then put into action immediately in their business. Whew. That's, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I tell people, and this is, I'm stealing this directly from a mentor. So thanks, Emiel. Um, but you gotta be like a cat stuck to a screen. Like you just got to keep at it. You're not going to get it right the first time and that's okay. You really got to cling on. And I think if you can cling on, it means that you believe in your idea and it means that you have that hope. And I, I think those things get you through the mistakes and changes and pivots and ups and downs and challenges. So it's just really, if you really believe in it, hang on and keep at it. Thank you, Arya. Brianna, you get the last word. I think it's important to stay really close to your problem. When you're building a business, it can be easy to get caught up in features and exciting things outside of that. But it's so critical that you stay close to the problem, ask your users for feedback, move quickly, share it with them, get their input. That is how you build, is by experimenting, testing, and moving forward. So stay really close to the problem, be obsessed with solving that problem, and don't let yourself get distracted by what seems shiny and exciting. Stay focused on that problem. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Uh, um, it's an amazing story. Free funding at your fingertips from Pocketed. So uh, check that out, all entrepreneurs. And Arya and Brianna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, we're going to stay in touch. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Rick, thanks so much. This is a blast. It's a lot of fun. We'll do it again. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Startup Canada podcast. This show is produced by Lauren Hicks and Maddie Stiles, and it's made possible by the support of MasterCard and Scotiabank. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next week, I'm your host, Rick Spence. <laughs>